Hey, don't let you the got a shot. Don't let the muscles fool you. Ooh, I like it. I, you know, I hit All a few right. threes in my hit day. A few threes, okay. Very few, but I my, hit. <laughs> my game was like Barkley, though. Ooh, you Under was, you was getting, throwing some bows. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was more like the dream. I used to. Let the moves, the shake them and bake them. They didn't go in all the time. <laughs> <laughs> the footwork looked damn good, though. The... You got the footwork. Yeah. Oh, y'all, y'all got footwork in football, so yeah, I can imagine y'all, it. you know what I'm saying, doing a yeah. little something with that. Little something, little something. Behind the mask. What's happening, my boy? What's good, family? Another day in paradise. You know what it is. Already, man. And listen, we are amongst a prestigious guest. Mm -hmm. The vibes, the aura, it all permeates throughout this entire lounge. Mm -hmm. Right? That's facts. That's facts. Big facts. So without further ado, let's get right to it. She's a two-time Olympian. Mm -hmm. Gold, by the way. (laughs) Former first selection overall to our Atlanta dream. Mm-hmm. And also a philanthropist, recording artist, and CEO of her own all-female sports and entertainment management company called Legacy. Man, this is greatness <laughs> right now. Greatness right now. Greatness in the Welcome place. to the lounge. Hey. The all-time great from the state of Maryland. <laughs> <laughs> and like her song says, they call her the GOAT, <laughs> <laughs> the legend, Angel McCartney. Oh, yeah. Hey, that was a dope drop right there. I got a chicka chicka. So you know that means you just, you know, you package us up, take us on the road. Right. Hey, I got to. And hey, we introduce We got to do some shows or something. No doubt, I mean. no doubt. We're going to make the introduction. You come out, you know what I'm saying? Hey, you got the bars on. You killed that. Yeah, I, we appreciate that. I give credit to the writer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but now, um, I mean, obviously, you know, you're all of that Fast. when it comes to, in several fields, but we're going to start in the athletic field. Oh, yeah. And so I want to go back to your humble beginnings, early mm-hmm. stages. Like, what drew you to the game, to the love of basketball? You know what? Growing up, I'm from Baltimore, mm-hmm. and I started playing basketball at eight. Someone on my mom's job said, hey, your daughter's tall for her age. Maybe you should get her into basketball. And I'm like, my mom is like, well, where do I do that at? She said, just try your local rec. So I went um, and tried it out, and I just fell in love with the game. It was just something that came natural. And um, obviously, playing in Baltimore, there's just not a group of girls out there playing. There's just all boys. But that's the game I love to play, right? Yeah. But then what happens? You get called a tomboy and these kind of things. No, girls play sports. Get over it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But um, I would say that that's how I got my toughness, playing with the boys outside growing up. Um, that's where my toughness came from. And your father. Your father, he went to Coppin mm-hmm. State, right? And he went, He played at Coppin State. He played there for three years um, until his junior year. And honestly, that's where I get my talent from. But it's crazy that someone in my mom's job was like, put her into basketball. But my dad wound up having the talent. And um, my parents are awesome. They're still together to this day. And Dope. so... Um, definitely came from an awesome family. Yeah. You're being humble right now. Because you were nice in high school. Yeah, you didn't get into it. Mm. Those same boys, you destroyed a lot of those boys playing <laughs> playing against them in high school. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I was at the Y the other day. Because sometimes I go up there just to shoot around, mm. you know, clear my head. And there was this guy, he was 6'8", he was dunking and doing all this crazy stuff. 
So I, I, I told one of my friends, I said, I, I'm gonna beat him one-on-one. He's like, no, he's dunking, he's athletic. He's like, you're a girl. I said, watch. I said, hey, you wanna play me one-on-one? He's like, yeah, let's play. So we check up and boom, boom, He's like, <laughs> and then I'm like, all right, you ready? I said, you wanna play me now? Get on me a little bit? So I up fake him the second time. Mm -hmm. He jumped in there, I go for a layup. And I beat him. He only scored one point. Out of what? We went to 11. Dang. One out of two. Duncan and six, eight. And so I, I called Expose the other Expose this guy exposed, so we can talk I, about it. You know, because you could see the game. So I told the other boy, I said, you thought I didn't beat him. Why didn't you? And the guy was like, I didn't think you would beat me. I didn't think you were that good. I said, why didn't you think I was that good? He said, because you're a girl. And I said... You still on that? We still... And I, right. <laughs> I constantly have to preach. It's not about gender. If somebody can hoop, they can hoop. It's not about your height. I tell kids all the time. It's not about how tall you are. They're thinking, I'm not tall enough. It's about the skill. Mm. And if you have the game, and a lot of the kids, I'm te you got to have the IQ. You know, so that, that guy, he was like, man, I need to work with you. <laughs> you <laughs> know what I'm saying? Point. Right. <laughs> so I have this saying when I play all these guys one-on-one. -on -one. Everybody said they want to go to the NBA. They all say it. That's okay. Get past me first. Let's see if you can beat me. If you can't beat me, how are you going to play against LeBron? <laughs> so it kind of puts... It's just to show them that, um, bring them to reality, because they all mm -hmm. think that they're that good. Mm -hmm. And I'm kind of just showing them that you have work to do. That's all. Yeah. You know what I mean? My dead work. <laughs> a lot. I sound yes. like I'll be whipping up on him if you try Ooh. to play some more. This cat, man. Anyway, hey, can wait a minute, wait a minute. Can y'all hoop? Do y'all got game? Hey, don't let you the got a shot. Don't let the muscles fool you. Ooh, I like it. I, you know? I hit all a few right. threes in my hit day. Hit a few threes? Okay. Very few, but I hit my, a few <laughs> My game was like Barkley, though. Ooh, you can get throwing some bows. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I was more like the dream. I used to. The moves, the shake them and bake them. They didn't go in all the time. <laughs> <laughs> the footwork looked damn good, though. The... You got the footwork. Yeah. Oh, y'all got footwork in football, so yeah, I can imagine y'all, you know what I'm saying, doing a yeah. little something with that. Little so, little so. I just learned Discover credit cards do something pretty awesome. At the end of your first year, they automatically double all the cash back you've earned. That's right, everything you earned doubled. All the cash back from eating at your favorite soup dumpling restaurant doubled. All the cash back from that trip where you sort of learned to snowboard also doubled. And the best part? You don't have to do anything ridiculous to get it. Nope. Discover does it automatically. Seriously, though. See terms and check it out for yourself at discover.com slash match. But, nah, uh, but yeah, you did your thing. Obviously, in high school, you still are doing your thing. But back to... Louisville, you went on to college to Louisville, mm -hmm. led the Big East in scoring, rebounding, and steals. Total mm. domination. Mm -hmm. Total domination. So much so that Louisville went on to retire your jersey, the first woman athlete, mm -hmm. basketball athlete, to get her jersey retired. So talk about that experience. Uh, when I first got there, they had never been past the first round of the NCAA tournament. Mm -hmm. They had never been ranked. Um, I remember going to a men's game, Rick Pitino, and seeing all these fans. And I'm, I'm saying to myself, I'm a, I'm a rookie. I'm a, 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 what do you call a freshman? And um, I, I was so excited to play the next day. I said, I can't wait. This atmosphere. The next day we have a game. There's nobody in the stands. <laughs> 18,000-seat arena. So I asked one of the um, upperclassmen, and I said, where's everybody? She's like, this is it. I come from Baltimore. Like, people come to our game. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Our high school games were filled up. I wasn't used to that. And I'm like, what did I get myself into? But something dawned on me that day. As a freshman, I said, you know what? This is going to change. I remember saying that. And literally, the next year, we became ranked. And then we made it to the Sweet 16. Each year just got better and better. We still hold now to this day 
um, the record, attendance record. Mm. Us playing UConn, we had 18,000 people. And now the girls, they're ranked every year. They're yeah. in the top. Um, you're talking about going from never being past the first round to now the rest is history. So to be a part of the beginning, to see where they are now and to, to help start that, that was that's amazing. I think that's cool because you started that trend and now they're still continuing oh, to live it up. Mm -hmm. And as, a, as time goes on, you were the first pick for the Atlanta Dream. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, take us back through that moment because, you know, we've been through it right. on the football side. Man. Not the first pick. <laughs> first overall. You know, first overall, right. but like... Right. Take us through it, though. Now, y'all know that feeling. Like, you, you sitting there, you about to get drafted and, you know, the anxiety that you have and where am I going to end up and... Um, you know, but it's an exciting at the same time. But I remember all year when I was at Louisville, my, my senior year, I kept saying, I want to get to Atlanta. Because we all knew that they had the number one pick. I kept saying to myself, I kind of like manifested it in a sense and visualized, I'm going to Atlanta, I'm going to Atlanta. And I remember being at the draft. Um, Atlanta had the first pick. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, I hope I get this pick. So you have all the commentators. They're talking about all the other girls. Mm -hmm. They're talking about Renee Montgomery, Marissa Coleman. All these, they never mentioned my name. I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, how they not gonna mention me to be number one to Atlanta? So um, they're on the clock and they got up there and they said, number one pick for Atlanta is Angel McCosh. And I just was like, it, it kind of like flashes everything you've gone through in your career. All the blood, sweat, and tears. It was like, this is the moment where it's worth it. Yeah. I remember that actually, mm -hmm. you know, just being a Georgia native. Oh, wow. But. I want to read off some of your accolades that you've accomplished, mm -hmm. you know, throughout your career. And you're not finished yet either. Mm -hmm. Rookie of the year, mm -hmm. five-time All-Star, six-time All-WNBA team, eight-time All-WNBA defensive team. That's what you did to the guy who thought you could <laughs> play. You locked him up. Mm -hmm. You also led the Atlanta Dream to three WNBA finals and also the Las Vegas Aces to one final. Yes, yes. I, I got I, one question for yeah. you. Is this the reason why they call you the GOAT? <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say one of the reasons. Um, I think being able to accomplish um, a lot, such as the, the GOATs we see, like Diana Taurasi, Candace Parker, to be on that level to accomplish what they've accomplished, to be a gold medalist, to be a WNBA 25 all-time, that goes to show you that, okay, I'm up there with the GOATs. You know, obviously, um, so, you know, you struggle with injury throughout your career and different things like that, but it's all about you continue to bring it back. And, and you look back, you start to, as you get older, you know, you start to look back like, wow, you know, look at what I accomplished. You don't realize it when you're young and when you're playing. Y'all right. know how it is. Yeah. But to see um, as you get older what you've accomplished. And um, I remember last this last season I didn't play, still recovering from my, my ACL, but I kept seeing my name pop up mm. during the playoffs. And it was like Asia Wilson breaks Angel McCutcheon's record for, for all-time points in the playoffs. Breonna Stewart breaks Angel McCutcheon's record for this. And I'm like, wow. I said, I'm not playing, but somehow still relevant. My name is still mm -hmm. popping up. That goes to show you that you work hard. You put all your all your um, you put your all into it, and it will pay you back. Yeah. And it's like, I'm not playing, but my name's just boom, boom, boom. So that just goes to show you the, the inspiration behind giving it your all. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? You talked about looking in the rafters and seeing jerseys up there. So now, in this generation, people are playing at Louisville looking at you. Mm -hmm. But who are some of the people in the WNBA that you looked at when you got into the league? Oh, yeah. Um, there was a lot. I liked Ruthie Bolton. She was good. Um, she's a player that I felt was kind of underrated. You know, during that time, those players didn't have social media and the stuff we have now. So right. they kind of missed that. 
Um, obviously, we all know Don Staley. Mm -hmm. She's killing mm -hmm. the game right now. We all know Lisa Leslie. Um, and, and, and Cheryl Swoops Cheryl was big Swoops. for me. People um, had um, said my game. They I mimicked my game after her. They said my game was like hers, yeah. like Cheryl Swoops. That's what, what I always heard. Yeah, Cheryl was tough. I remember when tough. we were in college when the WNBA first started around yep. that time. Really? Yeah. 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 Showing our age. But <laughs> uh, Cheryl Swoops, uh, Cynthia Cooper mm -hmm. back Cynthia then. Cynthia Cooper. So, yeah, there was some, some grace back then too, man. Yeah. Definitely. Lobo, yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a, that it's was a, like, th that's damn near all the originals from the original, mm -hmm. that dream team from the Olympics yes. where they went. Mm -hmm. Teresa Weatherspoon. Weatherspoon, yeah. yep. I mean, the list yeah. goes, goes on. Then going into the WNBA, <clears throat> looking at these greats, now you're sharing the court. What was that welcome to the WNBA moment? Woo! Like, yo, you here now, this is the pro. Oh, yeah. I got, I got two. Um, first one was, was against Tisha Pinachero. Mm -hmm. So I get switched off on her and she's a, She's a point guard, so I'm a little taller than her. So I'm like, oh, I'm posting. I'm like, mismatch, mismatch. She pulls a chair, and I fall to the ground. And she's like, it ain't no mismatch. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, and then the second one was um, somehow I got down low on Lisa Leslie, so I'm guarding her. And she just goes, boom. I got a the elbow to the chest, and I fall back. And she makes a layup. Ah! And I was like, oh my God, Lisa Leslie, I will meet my chest. <laughs> I had to play it up. But I'm like, you know what I'm saying? So I only got to play with Lisa my rookie year. After my rookie year, she retired, but I got that elbow. Woo, I'll never forget that. That was a mean elbow. I know. I, <laughs> I remember every time, every welcome moment I had. Woo, who was your welcome moment? My, my welcome moment was, uh, oh, I remember. That's a good question. <laughs> nobody never asked me that, though. Yeah. My, my welcome moment, I remember, I got the training camp late because I was holding out for a few days for them extra dollars. Extra bread. They still didn't give it to me. Shout out to Mike <laughs> Brown for being stingy. But my moment came, I just kind of felt like when I walked on the field, I'm like, like, all right. You know, they know I was holding out, so... Offensively, mm. I could tell the tension was like, we oh, yeah. to see who this mother sucker think he is, oh, though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, bro, I, they, they ran a play, and the center came and, you know, backside block on me. And so I'm thinking in college, it's usually like, all right, I can just hold him out. Uh -huh. Man, but it was like, I just felt something gnawing on my head. <laughs> and I'm like, man, this dude here trying to hurt me. <laughs> so we get in a fight the first day at practice. First day at practice? First day at practice. And I was like... They may not really even like me now, but I don't even give a damn. I'm gonna give it you to got them. Me. But that was that was the first moment I realized it's like, like man, if you don't come out here and do what you're supposed to do, they, they don't coming. send you home. They, yeah. Ain't nobody gonna feel sorry for you. Welcome to the NFL. Oh, yeah. yeah. What about spirit. you? I know you got one. Oh, mine was in. Uh, I think I told Tequila this. Mine wasn't actually in the preseason. So mm. the rookies in the preseason. I was a fifth round pick. So the rookies in the preseason. Uh, that third game, you really don't play. Like the the um, the vets play, right? Mm -hmm. So I come in, Wally Williams on a maybe the second drive, he decides to come off the field. So I'm like, damn, I wasn't expecting to get into like the fourth quarter against the Scrubs. But we playing against the Vikings. <laughs> Woo! John oh, Randall, defensive tackle, all Hall pro of Hall of Famer. So I'm out there on third. He comes out on second down, it's third down. Mm -hmm. I'm like, damn. Third down and John Randall, and we in the passing situation. And he's fresh too. Oh man, so he coming out there. So I set, get ready to punch him. And when I tell you I set like this, <laughs> he was probably all the way over there where you are. 
close to the quarterback. Right, right. But then he was about to come off the field, so he just kept jogging off the field, laughing at me. Ah, I had you. I'm like, I'm so glad he didn't sack the quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> it's the preseason. You can't give up sacks in the preseason. Right, right. But he showed me, like, yo, you got a long way to go. He was like, you know, like, He was hey. like, I'm over here. He's literally gone, bro. Woof. And you still sitting I'm up sitting there like this. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we over there. So that just let me know I wasn't ready yet. Just mm-hmm. to be honest, like, straight mm-hmm. up and down. Yeah. yeah. It happened to us yeah. all of us. And that, yeah. those are experiences that make us. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That make you great. Big facts. Yeah. Shit, I was ready after that. I mean, it You're took me a while, but I was like, all right, I can't be... The, if I'm going against a Hall of Fame off the rip, yeah. got to get better. Already. <laughs> all right. <laughs> what does it mean to be black and unlimited? It means being exactly who you are. To be unlimited in your potential. To be unlimited in your creativity. To be unlimited in your imagination. To be unlimited in your vision. Throughout the year, join Walmart in amplifying the voices of black brands and creators, giving them a stage to spotlight their unlimited brilliance. That's black and unlimited. Visit walmart.com slash black and unlimited to learn more. But uh, moving on in your career, and, and now you've, uh, you're the first WNBA player to be honored with your own basketball courts. Yes. And Adidas court in Louisville, mm-hmm. and then the Honey Stinger court here in Atlanta. Yes. Has to be amazing. Man, let me tell you. So I was always seeing NBA players do it, left and right, left and right. They do it all the time. Carmelo has a court, Puerto Rico, this person has a court. I'm like, and I'm doing my research, and I'm like, ain't no woman course out here. Mm. Not, I ain't seen one. So I, I hit up Adidas. I said, you know what? I'm going to shoot my shot. The worst they can say is no. Yes. And I call, get on the phone with them. I say, hey, y'all, I, you know, y'all do a lot of courts. With, you know, I see y'all do a lot of stuff with D-Rolls, this person. I said, I would love to have a court. I said, I think Louisville's the place because they're in Adidas school. Mm-hmm. And I went there and had a great career. I said, well, love to do a court with y'all there. They said, let's get back to you on that. I said, man. I was like. Took my shot. I took my shot. I get a call maybe like the next day. Mm-hmm. They said, hey, uh, we're going to do it. I said, what? We're going to do it. I'm going to have a bas- my own basketball court. They said, we're going to do it. So I said, I, said, I want to be a part of the creative process, design mm-hmm. process, everything. They said, no problem. I said, it has to be a woman's image. Yes. I said, because it's not seen. We always see uh, you know, male images. Um, that's what we're used to, and of course, and that's gonna continue, but to see a, a, a female image and an African-American image, mm. that's what needs to be in the court. Yeah. And I said, um, I sent them my Olympic picture, and I'm, I have my hands in the air, mm. and it's just, it's a powerful, it's just so much emotion in that picture. I said, please use this image on the court, and if you see that court in Louisville, it is powerful. Yeah, oh, it's man. iconic. It's so iconic. Yeah. It's so iconic. And obviously, uh, Honey Stinger, I got to use that example to say, Honey Stinger, look what I'm doing over here. <laughs> Can I get a court in Atlanta? Let's do one in Atlanta. And they like, we love this. They said, absolutely. So now I want to do one more in Baltimore, yeah. where I'm from, and, and then I feel like kind of complete with it. That's so amazing. And then you have the young women also that get to come on the they court, get to see the- and they mm-hmm. get to see... A woman's yes, image. A woman's and image. And like, I can do this too. Exactly. And that's what that was the whole point of it. And then t- for young men that's playing on the court, because they're looking like, wow, they they're like, this is crazy. Now they can re- start to respect women's sports. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's what it's all about. Yeah. It's a, it's a visible. When I saw the court, learned a lot about I thought I knew a lot about you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was a fan. Mm-hmm. But really got en- engulfed and indulged in everything that you was doing. Mm-hmm. And I, I definitely think it was great. And going back to the imagery mm-hmm. on the court up in Louisville. Yes. Like, strong. Oof. Like, very strong. And um, one thing that I noticed was you and I both have this one passion 
that we keep so close to our heart and that's social justice. Yes. Um, I want to dig into that with you mm-hmm. and just really talk about, you know, what brought you to the social justice moment because for, I know for me, I never felt like, all right, I'm coming in the league and I'm signing up to be like, to lead the charge in the Absolutely. social justice area. But right. give me, share, can you share your story and your experience? Yeah, I don't think none of us thought that we would, you know, play our sport and, and to be fighting social justice. But I think that we had seen enough. I think that we had all gotten tired of so many years of, of mistreatment. And um, when we decided to bring the name, Breonna Taylor's name on the back of the jersey, Actually, we did it first, and then the NBA, NBA followed. <laughs> People don't know that, and said, we're going to put phrases on the back of the jersey. So the women, we led the charge with a lot of that stuff. And I remember during that time, people were saying, um, we shouldn't play. We need to forfeit games. To, to... I said, but wait a minute. I said, you always played this game. The, 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 you know, social injustice didn't just happen. I said, you play the game and use the platform. <sighs> And that's what we did. We, 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 that was a time that I felt so close to Devin Bay. We, we all just came together. We all were holding hands. And there was power. And that was when we showed that women, we can stand together and have so much power. Yeah. It's power in numbers. Right. And that's one of the things I learned with that. And, of course, you know, I heard things like, well, it keeps happening. What, what is this going to do? It keeps happening. I said, you know what? You plant a seed. A, a seed, a, a, seed of, a mustard seed. You see how small a mustard seed is, mm-hmm. a mustard seed of faith, faith yeah. and you watch it grow. You, wa- you watch everything grow. Maybe it might take a few years, but guess what? It will happen. Every little bit counts. And as you see, those cops, they got in trouble. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. From us speaking out and fighting. I, I, I remember having a conversation with Beyonce Taylor's mom. I said, what was it like in the beginning? She said it was very quiet because no, and, and very hard because nobody knew. And if we didn't do what we had done and everybody speaking out, this would have been another thing swept under the rug. Mm. So it did count. Were you ever afraid of, like, the possible backlash that you could get? Just even going through that process and just thinking, like, you got a decision to make. No, because we get backlash every day from being female basketball players. <laughs> we get so much backlash just for that. Stay in the kitchen. You suck. <clears throat> you're this, you're that. You'll never be, you know. We mm-hmm. get that all the time. So it, it was nothing that that I ever even considered. I want to go back because being drafted the number one pick overall here in Atlanta, and then you leave and play for other teams. At the end of the day, when you look at it now, fast forward X amount of years later, where is home for you now? Atlanta, right? Home is Atlanta. Yeah, home is Atlanta. What makes Atlanta this special place for you to where you like, the A is my home and I just... This is where I'm loved, and this is where I got to get it. Oh, yeah. You know what? I read an article the other day. Atlanta is ranked the number one creative city mm. right now. Number one city for creatives. Mm. We can all see it. Yep. It's all around us. I even do, here. Even right, here. Right. Even here. I, I'm, right now, I'm on behind a mask. <laughs> you know right. what I'm saying? So I think that um, I really do feel like Martin Luther King left something here for us to succeed, as you can see. we People call the city the Black Mecca. And I think that's for a reason because, uh, once again, his seeds were planted that now we are thriving off his seeds, you know. So uh, Atlanta's a special place. Mm-hmm. All you hear about on the news is Atlanta this. Who's the most famous mayors in, in, in America? <laughs> Atlanta mayors <laughs> than any other city. You have some, maybe Chicago or New York, but Atlanta yeah. is up there. Everybody mm-hmm. knows the Atlanta governor, the Atlanta mayors, everything mm-hmm. Atlanta is doing. 
oh, Atlanta, Atlanta, that's all you hear. Uh, film, television, Atlanta. Yep. Mm -hmm. So this is this is the place. Definitely is. And you could have, like Takiyo said, stayed anywhere else, any other city that you played for. Mm -hmm. As a whole, when you look at the different WNBA cities, the mm -hmm. teams, do you think the WNBA is getting the respect it just deserves? I would say from getting drafted in 2009 to now, big difference. There was a time where it was hard for us to get uh, any sponsorship money. Mm -hmm. It was hard for us to get endorsements. Um, it was tough. You know, we was, I was, I, when I first got here, I was reaching out and, oh, no, no, thank you. I was getting a lot of no thank yous, you know. Um, but now, this is the time of the woman. People are paying attention to us. They're investing in us. And it works. Think about it like this. We are where we are without getting any of the um, attention that our male counterparts get. We still don't have the same airtime or the same kind of... Um, our commercials aren't, aren't... Usually our commercials just show during a WNBA game that people half know about that's on, right? Mm -hmm. So and still look at where we're at. Imagine if you promote us the same way you promote them. It will work. Mm -hmm. People want to watch who they know. When I meet, go out and meet people, they want to come to a game because now they know who they're coming to watch. Right. You're not going to go to an NBA game if you don't know who you're watching. Promote the women, it will work. So we are where we are right now without even the same, you know what I'm saying? Hell high on that same platform is at all. The men are. So to be there, to, to still have popular women and not be on that same platform as far as marketing. So if we did, what does that tell you? It will work. This go, it goes back to, I think it was right before the pandemic. Mm -hmm. um, you get, it was a, y'all had a new CBA, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. they yes. revised a lot of things to, mm -hmm. I wouldn't say it was up to par, but right. definitely it wasn't up to par before then. For sure. But they made some enhancements yeah. to make it more favorable for you guys to kind of, I, I would mm -hmm. say, stay inside of the states to play. Yeah, yeah, because, you know, we do play, like I have played, before I actually got injured, I played 10 years overseas WBA, overseas WBA, no break. Mm. That's tough on your body. Yeah. Very tough. And, and to try to keep up, and um, the CBA definitely had needed a lot of work during that time. We still need some more advancements, mm. but one of the main things that I love is that um, pregnancy. If a woman gets pregnant, she still has, you know, some of those uh, rights and, and different things. Because um, before, if a girl got pregnant, it was pretty much... Just cut. Uh, just, just cut. You know, it look shouldn't at, even be that. That's, it shouldn't even be that. Look at Allison Felix's situation. Right. Right. She's one of the best in the world. Her, her pregnancy should be uplifted, yeah, not uploaded, her yeah. torn down because she's pregnant. Right. Or, or should be dropped from a shoe company or anything. That shouldn't exist. So so I think with those things, that those things have gotten better. Um, we still are fighting for 50% uh, of revenue. We don't get that. The NBA, they get to split the revenue cost with the NBA, NBA play. We don't have that. So that's mm. one of the big one that we're fighting for now. I think you got a future in being a commissioner. Ooh, Lord. Um, <laughs> executive director. Executive director, right? <laughs> oh, man. We want to see about that. That's <laughs> <laughs> Cartier, Rolex, Gucci, Prada, Jordan, Adidas, Bottega Veneta. At eBay, it's real or it's getting the fake out. eBay's team of luxury authenticators are making sure you never get faked over again. Watches. Expected by watch aficionados. Sneakers. Checked by legit sneakerheads. Handbags. Examined by handbag connoisseurs. And jewelry in the scopes of expert gemologists. 
These authenticators are leaders in their field with meticulous eyes making sure your piece arrives as authentic as your style and worthy of your collection. As experts, they know the true difference between a real and a fake. Real carries that rare, distinguished feel, the weight of pure platinum, exquisite scent of Togo leather, the tight stitching on a pair of dunks, the brilliance of real diamonds. So rest assured, your Rolex moves just like a Rolex should, and that colorway on your Jordan Royals will always be on point. The details inspected, the fakes rejected. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal with eBay's authenticity guarantee. Everybody deserves real. Visit ebay.com for terms. But you do oh, yeah. some amazing things outside of the game as well. Mm-hmm. But you're still a student of the game. Oh, yeah. And we're talking about your new EP, recently oh, yeah. released. <laughs> my favorite track is The Goat, like Woo! I mentioned. You know what I mean? And um, I actually sent it to my daughter, London, who plays basketball mm-hmm. as well. Yes. And uh, she likes it as well. So, But you've been getting a lot of attention for your artistic side as well. Yes. So tell us and tell a BTM audience, what made you want to get into this space? You know what? I had been doing music a a while ago. I had just started doing it because I was like, this is fun to to hear myself. And I was like, to create a sound and see how it was, to create a story when it's finished, I I fell in love with that. So I had released my first song years and years ago, maybe in 2011, actually. Oh, wow. It was called Baby, I'm a Star. And people were like, oh, you need to stick to basketball, stay focused, stay in your lane. So that's the kind of... And let's be real. Nobody takes an athlete that does music serious. Come on. Let's keep it real. It's been some trash over there. No no lies in the lounge. Alan Alan Iverson, trash. (laughs) Shaq did album. Prom. Prom. Love you, bro. Trash. (laughs) What about Shaq album? Shaq has some hits. Shaq has Shaq some hits, has though. Some you, you, you had to Dame, Dame, Dame Dollar got some hits. Dame Dollar. Dame Dollar. But there's a lot of guys. Chris Rebel. Ooh, he did what? <laughs> Listen, the problem so, is so many came early that did not succeed. Right. And so it just made it hard for the next person. So that stigma, yeah. So that stigma follows us, too. Like, it's like, you an athlete. What are you doing? Does it sound good? And I had to show people, like, I want to be taken seriously in this space so I really want to put out a good product. And then with my product, I'm talking about the sports. I'm singing about being a GOAT. I'm singing about role models. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Different things that, you know, young kids can relate to in sports. That, that's not really out there like that. You know, or we got our J. Coles, you know, that, that kind of give you a little bit of that. But I wanted to, to show people that I want to be taken seriously. So, so I finally got my first placement. I'm on a 2K video game. My song, Legend, is going to be in a video game. So it goes to show you just stick with it. You know what I'm yes, saying? So indeed. hopefully I can be one of them athletes that people like go rock with her music, you know? So, well, it's a whole lot going through my head right now. <laughs> but I'm not going to just let you do a drive-by over Legend, the first WNBA player to have their song featured on NBA 2K. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. coming out in April. In April. Yeah, we just signed the deal this week, actually. So, um... You know, they love Legend and it's, it's going on. And so that's that's really cool to be a first WNBA player. Because, you know, you just athletes don't do music like that. So it's it's really cool. It's really, really cool. Legend is one of my favorites, too. I, I, yeah. <laughs> now, when I first listened, mm-hmm. I was like, I really didn't know what to expect. Right, and right. completely that's honest. right. I did not know. Mm-hmm. But I have an open mind. So I said, let me just check it out. I can truly sit here before you because in this lounge, we got this... This term we've coined, 
Mm-hmm. No lies, no lies in, the in the lounge. Ooh, I like that. Your shit is fire. For real? Facts. From Facts. top to bottom. Y'all hear that? I, ain't, I, ain't, I don't have no gun to my head. Mm-hmm. Ain't nobody offset over here looking at me, giving me the evil eye. Mm-hmm. Like, legit. 1,000%. So I can finally say, I can, as an athlete, I can get some respect on my name. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. With the music. Absolutely. I'm here. No doubt. <laughs> also, let the, let the BTM audience know where they can find you music app. Yes, I'm on all platforms, Spotify, iTunes, whatever you use. It's called Student of the Game. Check out my EP. It's definitely um, a story in there. It's inspirational and I hope you love it. Absolutely. Legend is speaking and we not done. Yeah. She has an all-female sports and entertainment management company. Yes. Talking about the Legacy mm-hmm. Agency. Mm-hmm. Legend. Yeah, it's Agency. Legend Agency and one. Legacy. Legacy. I love it. Talk yes. about that. You know, now that, that more women, like we talked before, are getting more endorsements and getting more attention in that space, I said, you know, I want to be able to bridge that gap for, for young women. Because um, a lot of young women don't have representation to fight for them to get deals and different things. I know, you know, for me being a star in Atlanta, I didn't have that either, you know? So I wanted to bridge that gap. And even with um, old-time players that kind of missed that mark, like a show swoops, I'm talking to her to bring her in right now because mm. we want to continue to, you know, fight for the, the older players who can still shoot. She, she, she sure swoops, yeah. you know. So uh, we want to bridge that gap and just continue to to bring endorsements, hopefully book deals, movie, anything for for these young women. So we just want to empower and we kind of want to show that women can work together in that space. Mm. I hear a lot of women say that you know they, they've gotten help, a uh, uh, men had to help them, you know, get those spaces. But we want to show that women can do that too for each other. I think that's important. You fill in the gap of need because uh, for me, I would say if I'm a younger person who aspires to be or to play in the WNBA and have a successful career outside of the fact that I made it, Mm -hmm. you know, I would definitely look at you looking Mm -hmm. at all of the accolades that you accomplished. But even going back to the blueprint Mm -hmm. while doing my research, I saw several players even speak on the fact like she is the blueprint when it comes to being in the WNBA. And if you if you want to be successful, this is who you aspire to be. How do you feel about that? Just knowing people look at you in that manner. I didn't even know that. But now that I'm hearing that, man, that to me, that's amazing because it wasn't always like that. And, And the reason I started getting into these spaces is from my first injury. I tore my ACL twice. And, you know, we play basketball, we, we play football, but you you don't, when you, in, in your prime, you're not thinking what I need to do after the game. You're just thinking, I'm invincible, I'm athletic, can't nobody guard me. And then when I had my first injury, everything stopped. I'm talking about, I'm always busy, always busy, doing this, doing that. And then I never thought I could get injured. That's how, you know, I just, it never crossed my mind. I used to see girls get injured, but I never even understood what they had, what injury they had. Wow. And then, you're not the only one who thinks that way, though. And, like, and yes. We think that way, Absolutely. too. Yes, yes. And, and so when everything stopped, I was just like, oh, my God. I'm like, who am I? What is my purpose? And that's when I had to learn that my identity is who I am as the person. I always mm. thought my identity was just basketball. Mm. You know what I'm saying? We're more than that. Absolutely. And that's when I had, I, because I had that quiet, you know, ACL tear, it takes a year to recover. So I had a lot of quiet time, and it was my time to sit down and reflect, like, okay, if basketball, if I can't play basketball ever again, I have nothing to fall back on. So this first injury helped me to start doing those things, all those things you see now. Some more things that we see. 
Atlanta is the tech hub of the South, yes. you also have a tech company. Yeah, so I um, just launched a tech company. It just came to me in a dream. It was just like, this is what I'm supposed to do. And I sat on it for a while, and this happened maybe about four years ago when it came to me, and I was like, ah, can I do this? So basically, it's, it's, it's called PS, I'm with you. It's a company where you can leave gifts and messages to your loved ones after you pass away. So if you want to leave um, flowers for someone um, up to how many years after you pass away? So even in advance, um, what we do is we hold everything for, for, for the customer. Um, obviously, the target audience is firefighters, high-risk jobs, firefighters, policemen, people who are sick. Mm -hmm. So they can use our platform to say, hey, I want to leave messages um, to this loved one up to five years after I pass away on their birthday. Maybe they just say every birthday up to five years after I pass away, or well, 10 years, however long. They can leave video messages, gifts, everything they want. Um, imagine if Kobe could still surprise his daughters with this platform. Um, so imagine, like, let's say, uh, you know, he, he could leave that, that final message for Vanessa and say, hey, go date. It's okay. You know, you leave all those in advance. So um, you can even leave in advance. Hey, congratulations on graduation. I love you. I know I can't be there, but go have fun. You're leaving all that in advance, kind of preparing. And then, um, so how we wanted to do it was people could leave it in their will, and then we'll give it to the, to the person. But we realized only 40% of Americans have wills. Mm. So that's another thing we got to advocate yeah. for. And then in that 40%, black people in that 40% are like, maybe not what? even existent. Six, seven percent maybe? Probably lower than that. So it's like now, you know, from that research, it's like, man, now we got to advocate for more black people to have wills yeah. and, and to set themselves up for afterwards. And... Um, another thing we want to use in that platform is for people to have like almost like a digital will. Yeah. To say, hey, I left the house for Tim. I left, um, you know, the car for Stacy, mm. so they can. Because think about how many families get torn apart. Yeah. They because fight. This is mine. This is mine. We want to. We want to create healing. and We want to bridge those gaps um, for for families after the person. We wanted to make. We basically wanted to be healing. You've um, accomplished a lot. Like that's dope. Like yeah. great concept. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It's the simple things that usually hits. Mm -hmm. And so I, I look forward to, I mean, you don't want to say you look forward to it, but you got to do it, right? It's just more preparation, yeah. None of us yeah. want to talk about or look forward to it, but <clears throat> it's just more so that preparation that, you know, I have things set for, for my kids if something happens. You know, I can leave them graduation messages, uh, you know, as long as long how many years after I'm gone or wedding messages or anything in advance because we never know, obviously. Right. But at least I prepared my kids, you know what I mean, and say, hey, keep on going. I love you. Don't worry. I want you to have fun. You, you kind of reassuring them that it's okay, yeah. in, in a sense. Uh, no so. doubt. Cardi, baby, you hungry? Yes, you know I'm hungry. Come on, we about to go to McDonald's. Yes, I want a cheeseburger with some barbecue sauce, mm, a little Coke on the side. You know I got to get the quarter pounder with cheese with the hot seat. I want an apple pie, too, with some fries. Oh, you know what we going to call what it. we going to call it? The Cardi B and Offset meal. Only to March 12th, though. Only to March 12th. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, I'm loving it. Hey! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Since you've accomplished so much in a... You know, we look at it over the time. It's a short period of time. What are some of the future goals that you have set, whether or not if it's personal or professionally? Yeah, I think um, future goals, that's a great question. Nobody has asked me that. But I, I think to continue to um, advocate for change and different things, um, I want to continue to do a lot of community stuff um, in the city. I love doing, I've been to Africa, I love doing stuff over there. That is meaningful to me as well. Um, and let's see, maybe, you know, 
maybe we might get into a little coaching when I get a little older. You know, yell at the kids a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, you know, I watched Dawn, how she did it, and it's just like, wow. Such you know, an inspiration. It's yeah. such an inspiration, so it makes you think, like, man, could I do, could I do that? Could I be on that level? Could I challenge it? So, mm. some stuff like that. The curiosity always gets us, though. Always- <laughs> <laughs> yes. Makes you jump in here first. Absolutely. For sure. Well, we obviously you're sitting here on the Behind the Mask podcast and we say it all the time. We used uh, we had our mask for protection during football, but Mm -hmm. everybody has a mask in their everyday walk. Right. You have a representative, you have your guard up, you have something that you're not going to let everybody in. So looking back at your life and your journey, did Angel McCautry have a mask and who is Angel McCautry behind the mask? Wow, that's deep. Um, did I have you're a mask? Deep. Yeah. I would say, um, yeah, I think I was misunderstood a lot coming up. I think who I am behind the mask is really just a, a, a genuine, what you see is what you get kind of person. There's not, mm-hmm. no hidden agendas. There's just, just an open book type of person. Um, goofy, fun, um, and I love an adventure. So I heard y'all be hiking so um, I heard y'all made the hike crew. Yeah, hike so life ATL. Come, you know what I mean? Yeah. What's it called? Hike life ATL. Oh, y'all got a... Oh, yeah, yeah. Page yeah. and everything. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so yeah. I, I love an adventure, so I'm, I need to come to uh, the hike life ATL. For sure. Yeah. We gonna hold you to it, now. <laughs> right. We gonna hold you to can, it. Y'all think y'all can keep up with me, though, on listen. the hike? <laughs> uh, listen, I know I can. This dude will be... He be pulling up the rear. Oh. Two, don't you even do Spikes, that. Spikes, really? No lies in the lounge. No lies in the lounge. Have you ever beat me? You just start before me, too. <laughs> hey, I'm, and I'm, I keep the gap. We keep the, we keep the time. I'm hearing some lies in the lounge. Listen, we, we, got, we got proof. We got receipts. I just like to support some of the people in the back. <laughs> <laughs> Spice, come on now. Come on. Got to come and see this. We sure. got to get back we on the trail. Get, we, yeah. we, we, we've been slacking a little bit. We got to get back on the trail, man. So, and the weather's changing, so yeah. It's yeah. Oh. <laughs> Spike, I'm shocked at you, man. Come on. No lies in the lounge. No lies in the lounge. It was early in the offseason. I wasn't in shape yet. <laughs> he ain't stretched. He said he ain't stretched. Nah, he stretched. ain't stretched. <laughs> got to a little late, ain't stretched. Uh, but now that you've shared who you are behind the mask, what would you tell your younger self? before the mask was even a thought process in their mind? I would tell my younger self to relax. Everything is going to be okay. Everything always works out. Everything always comes back to, to you know, to even out. It's going to be okay. Stop worrying about things you can't control. Mm-hmm. Live in the moment. That Live part. day by day. That's what I tell my younger self. Because we want to control everything when we're young. And we want to... Oh, it needs to be this way. Relax, little girl. Just relax. <laughs> That's dope. Yeah. That's dope. We appreciate the uh, your presence. We appreciate all of the insight. And uh, keep leading. Because I've been a fan from day one when you came into the city. Truly mean that. And just seeing your endeavors that you continue to do. It seems like you're popping up with something. Like, no lie, every three to five years... <laughs> It was the ice cream. Mm-hmm. You know, now we hear about the the, the EP just dropped. Mm-hmm. <laughs> NBA 2K, student of the... Come on, man. Yeah. Keep leading, though, girl. I appreciate you Keep y'all. leading. Thank y'all for having me. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So I'm going to see y'all behind a mask on that court. 
That's what I'm talking about. I'm, I'm, just <laughs> I'm scoring more than one point, though. <laughs> All right. You're going to beat me, though. Ooh. Two. Y'all just need to be on my team. I'm on my team, man. I get enough of this guy. Two J's, he can just set picks. Oh, you set good picks? That's all I need to hit the shot. It's a little space. I get rebounds too, though. Okay. Other than that, man, you got it. The round mound of fun. (laughs) Barkley. Nah, man, we good. Thank y'all so much for having me. Appreciate it. Cheers. Cheers. Woo-woo. Behind the mask.